day, everyone. <laughs> this is uh, Vince Hawkins and Bill Molden. This is the Vince and Bill podcast. Woohoo! Yeah. Uh, we have with us today uh, Ed Carr, 42 year veteran disciple of Jesus. In a row. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Wrapping up his MA from a Harding University. Ed is one of the smartest people you'll ever meet. And True. we were blessed to have him preach God's word for us this morning here at the Gateway City Church. And what a fantastic job you did uh, bringing a sermon entitled Know This Love. Uh, if you haven't listened to it yet, you owe it to yourself to stop the podcast right now. Click the link down in the, in the, in the page notes and listen to it. Fantastic job. Takes a very difficult, very deep passage and uh, really breaks it down into very doable, livable parts. And I think this was born out of just a, a lot of time really meditating on uh, on this sermon. Uh, one of the things that, uh, as Ed and I were prepping for this podcast, that he pointed out that he has gotten into the habit of actually writing out his sermon. So, Ed, I think for those that might be listening wanting to get uh, equipped and how do I grow as a preacher? What is this exercise of actually writing out your sermons? Uh, what has this taught you? And uh, give us a little bit of background about that. Well, I, I've uh, been speaking uh, off and on for pretty much most of that 40 years mm. uh, at different occasions and times. And until about two years ago, I never wrote out what I was going to say. Hmm. I made an outline, had a few bullet points, and then I would just sort of go. But I found... Uh, that as I did that, I, I put my foot in my mouth more often than I would like to, <laughs> uh, to be honest with you. I, we don't know, we don't yeah, know what we're talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about. And I also, I also would miss things that I wanted to say. Yeah. You know, there'd be things that I had thought of that wouldn't come out. And so I, was, I actually took a preaching class a couple of years ago, and uh, part of the preaching class was we were reading a book of sermons. Hmm. So I'm like, okay, I'm reading an entire book, which is written out sermons. Like, well, gosh, I guess I could write out my sermon. And then I realized that, you know, you can read what they wrote, and pre you could preach what as they wrote it, and it would just be very powerful and succinct, mm. you know? And I thought, well, gosh, I ramble so much. If I just wrote out exactly what I wanted to say, I would probably put my foot in my mouth less, mm. Amen. Mm. Uh, and I would be more to the point, which I, I think I, I was. I don't know why Ed looked at me when he said that. <laughs> I have no idea. We're all convicted. We're ending the podcast now. <laughs> so, no, yeah, you're spot on. That's so that's so powerful. I, I, I think it was uh, Paul, Rinc uh, what is record that said, words take on their own reality, something like that. Mm. But uh but no, writing out those words, uh, I, one of the things I appreciated, it was a subtle thing you said when you came to a point, um, I think it was your second point in yeah. the sermon, you wrote out the word blank because you had nothing. And I you know, blurted out, that you got to start somewhere. And I really think it's powerful to, to write the word blank rather than just think. You know, I got nothing. Um, by writing that word, uh, obviously, you, you, you went on to make a great point, which we'll talk about here in a minute, but I think there's a lot of power in writing that word. So thank you for writing Amen. out your sermon. Um, you know, maybe I'll do that at some point as well. Um, but uh, <laughs> Bill, You heard it first. I think, I, think, I think one point you made, the first point you made, really, was the power of togetherness or mm -hmm. the power of being together. And uh, you, you went on to talk about a book that you read, uh, A Praying Life, 
um, that you read a few years ago by yourself, but now you're reading that book with a group of brothers and it is taken on so much meaning because you guys read it together, you talk about it together, but you talked about togetherness and, and you really, you said something really, you know, I think very convicting. American individualism, rugged individualism, wants to be independent. But you said, if you're not part of a church, a togetherness, a group, then you're not a Christian. I thought maybe you can expand on that for us. Well, it's a, it's an absolute statement, but it's true. Yeah. Uh, people would like to think differently, but I, I recently did the, the paper I think I referred to in the, in the lesson was from uh, 1 Peter 3, mm. uh, where he talks about, you know, you're a chosen people, a royal priesthood. Mm. Uh, and one of the things that all the commentators' points they make is that it's always together. It's yeah. always a group. This is not ever, God never makes these promises to a person, mm. but it's to a family. Preach that. We have to exist in family. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it just, you know, drove this point home to me even more that, okay, yeah, it's power together. Yeah. It's not power with all the saints, but power together with mm. all the saints. Amen. That we Amen. have to be doing this as a team. Yep. One community. That's it. Amen. The Lord's coming back for his bride. That's right. That's right. He ain't coming back just for you. That's right. <laughs> Amen. That's good. Yeah, I think one of the things that uh, that really uh, set the sermon apart and really got it going is after you made that great point mm. uh, and you kind of dismantled this sense of, okay, we, we, we can't really know all the things Paul is praying for us until we're actually doing this together. Mm. And then, and then you, you talked about the most unknowable, unsearchable, you know, kind of hard to describe even for Paul, uh, topic was understanding, uh, the love of Christ, Mm. you know, and you took that on as the second point and that's where actually you wrote the word blank. Yes. But, but it seems, it seems interesting to me that as soon as you wrote the word blank, you talked about this journey and your, and your search, how starting from, from nothing, the Mm. sense of, I have nothing, it brought you to something very deep, very personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought, I thought that journey might be worth highlighting here. So tell us about going from writing the word blank to the, to the conclusion of where, where you went from there. Yeah. Well, it, it was, uh, in addition, after I wrote the word blank, I then sat there still for, I don't know, two or three minutes, uh, seemed like longer <laughs> with pretty much a blank test pattern in my head. Mm. Uh, and then I had to say, okay, well, so how does the love of Christ show itself to me? Mm. I mean, what, what do I see or what, you know, what is it that makes it most clear to me? Okay. And then I just started thinking how much I don't deserve it. Wow. I, I mean, I just started thinking how, how richly blessed my life has been, you know, even I didn't, I didn't share this, but even, you know, my parents, you know, the love of my mom, my dad, my sisters, mm. um, you know, I, I had this sense, I've always had the sense that I'm being loved, I'm being looked after. I, I didn't go to church very much as a little kid, but mm. the, the few times we went, um, I grabbed this thing from the, the preacher. He was a, 
He was an old fire and brimstone preacher. He had sort of this permanent scowl on his face. And he talked about the fires of hell. And, you know, I was this little four, five, six-year-old boy. I was trembling. I was scared to death. But what I did is, is, is I somehow, I, I don't know how I did this, why I did this, but then when I was alone at night or something, I was scared. I'd, if I'd remember some of the words he said, I don't even remember what they were, but if I, if I remembered some words from a sermon, it was like, that made the fears go away. Wow. Yeah. And so I thought, okay, even in my, you know, five times I went to church between the ages of zero and 18, God, God spoke to me. Wow. You know, he was reaching to me. God has always been after me. And so yeah. what, what, what's more loving than that? Oh, yeah. And I think, uh, that, that insight right there, that, that journey that made the podcast worth listening to Absolutely. right there. Absolutely. Um, because I do think that if you're listening to this podcast and you're kind of dwelling together with us, yeah. uh, we all need to start at that point where we ask ourselves, where is it that I do recognize God's love for me? Where, where have I been loved? Mm-hmm. And I think, Ed, just you know, being so vulnerable. In fact, uh, one of the brothers came in as we were waiting, and he was just talking about, bro, when you just started talking about your life, yeah, it it took this uh, it took this this very difficult topic and made it so real. Yeah, and so the vulnerability and 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 just admitting our need, our incredible need. I think you ended the point with, uh, you know, the the realization of how much you need God helps me to remember how loved I am. Yeah, amen. You know, uh, what a powerful powerful point. Which, of course, led to your third point, which is to know this love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and this was the, the great point that you made, and I thought it was really good. And Vince, you, maybe you want to maybe con- uh, uh, comment on this. You know, I, I thought it was amazing how he went from the conceptual mm-hmm. uh, word for to know. Right. And then brought in the fact that later in the prayer, it is this, uh, this knowledge base, experience, experience base. Experience, yeah. Uh, knowledge. I thought that was, that was really, really meaningful. And I was thinking of someone that doesn't necessarily have access to that type of insight. What, what, uh, how, how do you think that hit the, hit the folks listening? Well, I, you know, as you said earlier, Ed, so vulnerable, appreciate your vulnerability doing your sermon today. And, um, and, and I think that's necessary more than ever, as you talked about in this time of incredible uncertainty and so much cynicism and so much, Mm, so many false narratives out there, right? It's important that you are honest, right? But you share about your own experience and, and that knowing love, but I love the point you're right. Just, uh, you know, the, 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 that this, this relationship with God, this knowing God, it's about experiencing God in a deep way. That makes the whole, that makes the Bible, that makes God, that makes Christianity more than just text, reading, uh, rules. It makes it something, as you said, you have to do it. You have to dive in uh, to it. So I I thought maybe you can expand on that a little bit more yourself. Because I know I appreciate that point. I think the listeners, whether you're a first time ever been to church in your life maybe like ed you've only been to church a few times in your life (laughs) hearing that you have to experience god that's what it means to know god but i thought maybe you could expand expand on that ed yeah i I think uh if there were things in my lesson i didn't get out it might have been at this point (laughs) Uh, at this point i had much you know i was kind of finishing up but uh 
there's just there's no way to know something without doing it mm. in God's yeah. eyes. I mean, we too often people approach Christianity like, okay, prove it to me, yeah. and then I'll do it. Mm. But it Christianity doesn't work that way. God is never going to quote unquote prove it to you. Mm. You're never going to Bible wrestle somebody into being a Christian by converting their mind. That's uh, so I only true. get converted. Powerful. You only get converted. People only get converted when they put it into practice and they see, oh wow. Yeah. This works. Amen. And you Amen. really see God's love when you start loving people that way, and you see how they respond and how you feel and how they feel, and suddenly it's like, I can't get enough of this. Yeah, yeah. Which even takes us back to this first point, this idea of community, right? Because we experience God together. Yeah. You know what I mean? We experience it through life, one another, which is this brother coming, adds vulnerability uh, it's allowing us to experience God through his own personal journey, testimony. That's what we love about Christianity. That's the spirit moving. That's God at work right there yeah. in Ed. So that's, uh, that's, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and it just kind of reminds me how the call on our lives is a call to come and follow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it's almost as if, uh, you know, we're, we're just kind of unpacking yet another, another layer of uh, this is how Jesus wants things done. Uh, not only do we need to go out and do it in order to experience it, but we need to do it together so that it has power to it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Ed, fantastic, fantastic sermon. Uh, I thought also, I just one quick thing here, Ed. I, I thought maybe you, you shared about your, um, you know, I, I appreciate too, just the way you brought all of our sermons together, by the way. Yeah, a that was job, a masterful job of that in the beginning. But you shared about the challenge I laid out, and I thought maybe if, if the, you know anything you want to share about your oh, yeah. your day, uh, you took Friday other than getting you lost, went out for your prayer <laughs> and getting lost. I thought maybe you could you know share about that because I thought that was awesome that you you took a day, you went out and prayed, mm. you tuned out everything. Uh, maybe share a little bit more with us about that. So. Well, it it's uh, again the park is not really so much of a park as it is a parking lot, <laughs> a right. parking lot and a boat launch. Right. <laughs> it's got the word park in it, so yeah. Uh, but then you know it has an arrow, you know, to scenic view. Ah. All right, so I followed the arrow to the scenic view, which is a view of the river. Okay. Um, and then you walk along the river, and after a while, you realized, or I realized, this is not really a path. I'm just going to walk into the woods here <laughs> along the river, right. and uh, end up in a different county. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I mean, I mean, ultimately, I know I could follow the river home, right? Because I know where I live. Right. right. <laughs> but uh, that would be a really long walk. Right. 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 <laughs> so, right. so I, I had to come to that epiphany, like, okay, be humble, listen to the inner voice of my wife saying, "Honey, turn around." And I, and I turned around, Amen. but, uh, but the process of walking, uh, you know, I, I, kinetic, kinetic thought for me is different than sitting still thought. That's sure. Good. I mean, I think sure. differently when I'm sitting in my chair mm. praying and when I'm walking and praying Amen. and, uh, everybody's different. Some people have to do it walking. My wife really needs that. We, we, we take walks together and pray together walking in the mornings. Okay. And it's, it's very much. It's something we began doing uh, 20 or so years ago, and it really is life-transforming for us, wow. yeah. transforming for our marriage. Uh, because when you're kinetic like that, you're moving, and you're praying, and you're looking around, your eyes are open, you just different thoughts, different. you experience different things, you see different things. You, mm. God has a different 
voice to me. How's that in those moments? That's yeah, great. And when Absolutely. I'm sitting still. Well said. Well said. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, that's how I wrote almost all my papers uh, was walking with a tape recorder. This is, of course, before iPhones and <laughs> uh, the ability to use your phone for this. But I would I would walk and basically write whatever section of my paper I was on as I was journeying to wherever I was going. I'd get there, listen to it, type it out, make corrections, things like that. But it's awesome. But yeah, so that's uh, that's great. And I think, you know, and I do think there is a, there is a power even as we're kind of becoming a church that prays and fasts more often. Amen. Um, that there is this sense of we're not just trying to do things to flex, you know, muscles like we're doing reps. Mm-hmm. We actually really are searching to engage God in those moments of thought. So the fact that you fasted, but then you decided I'm going to take an extra time of walking and praying, uh, just so you could hear God differently. Um, and God took you on a little bit of a journey Amen. and brought you. And the journey was a, to a point of humility. <laughs> and, there you go. And once you got there, you turned around and everything's okay. <laughs> yeah. So, but, uh, fantastic. Uh, again, I just thought, uh, great sermon. Thank you. Uh, it'll be something that I think people will hang on to. Yeah. Very uh, practical. Yeah. Very practical. Uh, this is this is one worth listening to it again. And so I'm it very is. grateful for that. It is. Thank you, Ed, for sharing with us. Thank you for your vulnerability. Thank you for your 42 years of faithfulness. Amen. Thank you for sharing with us uh, just even your 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 education, brother. You are. You are a valuable uh, man of God, and I'm so grateful that we get to work here together, brother. Amen. Amen. Love you. Thank you. Good day, everyone. Thank you for joining us. We look forward to being back with you next week. See you next week. Bye-bye.